Good morning and welcome to a yarn live. This morning we've got a very special edition. They're all special editions, but this one's rad. Um, so I don't know if you grew up in the same era I did, but we used to say rad. It was one of the words we used for cool. But in this case, it's recycler device, and this is a team effort uh, working to provide access by providing a device to those on the wrong side of the digital divide. Uh, so we're going to get into the story. We've got three guests today, and they're going to take us through the journey of uh, the inception of what is now RAD, but from where it started as a school project through to it being a collective. Vic will tell us more about the collective um, through the process. Rebecca will talk to us about uh, the... Um, conversion to a business if you will or an operation and owen who is one of the uh, i guess creators the originators will talk to us but first of all um while i've given a little bit of a, a rundown of everyone if i could ask you in true afqy style to introduce yourself so we can um, meet the person not the suit so that's giving us a little bit of an idea of who you are outside of work and um, then we'll get into the big discussion around what rad is so Shall we start with you, Vic, and we'll go Vic, Rebecca, Owen, and then we'll carry on with Owen with the first part of the story. Does that sound like a plan? Great. Sounds great. So kia ora koutou, everyone who's listening to this podcast or live stream podcast with video. It's different, isn't it? Uh, it is. Ko Victoria, Ko Victoria McLennan, toka wingoa, but please call me Vic. Um, I don't really have a life outside of work. My life is, is, is work and all of my passion projects. I spend a lot of my time these days uh, working in the digital equity space. Probably more than half of my time is committed in that space. An initiative that started during um, lockdown last year called DECA, the Digital Equity Coalition Aotearoa, is something I'm very involved with, which is bringing the community and the digital equity space together. Um, and also I chair a charitable trust, Digital Future Aotearoa, who is the home of RAD, which we'll talk a bit more about shortly. Um, but my day job is I do own a couple of tech companies, have whole governance roles, and um, and just really, really, really passionate about um, Aotearoa. And I believe that everyone who lives in this country deserves an opportunity to realise their potential. So I do what I can to help facilitate that. So that's me. Wow, that's impressive. And if you ever look down uh, Vic's LinkedIn, you will see all the different um, uh, parts to that picture. And thank you so much for all that you do do. Uh, it's a, quite a huge effort. Uh, so thanks for, for stepping up for Aotearoa. Um, now, I'll just put up our first one. I don't know if anyone knows. I think you all know Edmund, but it's about <laughs> the first one. Pairua present, or I'll represent. So now, if we come to you, Rebecca, if you can introduce yourself, and give us a bit of an idea of who you are uh, outside of RAD, that'd be great. Sure. So I'm Rebecca. I'm based in Otipoti. I'm RAD's donor liaison, but outside of work, I also do quite a bit in volunteering and digital equity, um, along with dragon boating and rock climbing quite sore today and I'm about to have a Mike Pence moment with a fly that's in my room um, but other than that I'm just excited to be here and tell everyone about Rad. Awesome uh, I don't know I, I live in Auckland now but I'm come from Otapoti uh, or Dunedin and um, it's too cold to have flies down there at the moment isn't it I mean come on. <laughs> I does not agree with you it's really hassling me. <laughs> Fair enough. Alrighty. Well, now we'll chuck Owen up to the top so that he can be seen a little bit better. Um, so, Owen, welcome on. Uh, I think this is, uh, well, first of all, let's get you to introduce yourself and then we'll um, get into that story. So, who's Owen outside of uh, Rad and Remojo Tech? 
All right, uh, kia ora koutou. I'm Owen. Um, as Ed may have mentioned in the comments, I come from Puriro, Wellington, but um, currently I'm based in Otiputi, Dunedin. I'm just wrapping up my first year studying computer science at the University of Otago. I suppose outside of the rad space as well as studies, I um, love getting outside. Um, mountaineering is definitely my thing as well as tramping, rock climbing, as Bex mentioned. And so, yeah, that's me outside of the rad space. Uh, within the scope of Recycler Device, I am the co-chair of the governance board and also, I suppose you could say, the founder of the program, founding the seeds back in 2017 now. So I suppose we can almost jump right into that. Yeah, I think we can. Um, just before you do, though, uh, Dunedin's got some um, great climbing walls. You can, while there's a brilliant, um, you probably found them all already, but the, I don't know if it's still operating, but there's one on the back of the theatre in the octagon. Yeah, oh, I think it's been replaced. Yeah. yeah, it's been totally revamped now. <laughs> it's oh, been, it? Yeah, it's quite flash now. Yeah, I, I once did a almost um, full, 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 like from the top to the bottom. It was swinging on a pendulum, like uh, on the rope, like a pendulum. That was my first climbing experience, which was um, pretty, pretty good start. Because after that, I, I hope was, wasn't your I was last. Quite sure never to fall off anything else. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, so, hey, I don't, I don't want to miss out on this Dunedin um, talk. And a fun fact that no one knows about me is I was born in Dunedin. So there you go. Oh, wow. Got yeah, so we've all got connections to Dunedin. I know. There we go. Good old Dunners. Um, right, so let's get into this, Owen. So you you and Hardy, Howdy? Yep, um, Hardy Dowd, yep. Yep, um, who can't be here today. He's actually sitting in an exam, so that's very uh, good of him. He's sitting in his exam and um, getting his uh, passes, collecting um, all his, uh, uh, what are we, I've got about three or four words, um, the right words in my head, but getting his exams done. So that's really good of him. Um, but if you could tell us a story about how this started, because I believe this was a school project. So I think it's what I would have expect to be a sixth form economics project type thing. But what, what's the re what's the real story? You tell us. Yeah, um, so yeah, RAD today is like this huge nationwide collective, but um, from its roots, I'd say even a sixth form economics project was a bit of a stretch. It really started um, back in 2017 when myself and um, my best friend, Hattie, were in year 10 at the time. And um, we were kind of like interested in computers and digital technologies, mainly like taking old devices, tearing them apart, seeing how they worked. That was kind of our thing and our... Um, hobby and yeah. at the time we kind of realized that we could use those skills to um, give back to some extent and so we started this little project at first working in a our school with a school teacher where we would take in devices just from members of the community so it posts on like say neighborly ask if you know all devices and from there we would take those devices fix them ourselves and then give them out to students in our school who didn't have access to a device because at the time, um, we were the first cohort in Aotea College, Porirua, where, I, where I'm from, that um, transitioned to this model of bring your own device learning, where students are expected to bring a device to school of which they'll do most of their learning and homework off. And we were seeing like a lot of students at the time who just didn't have access to a device and couldn't really keep up with their learning. And I suppose it's just not just their learning as well, but they're becoming disconnected from the people around them just because of lack of access to digital technology and social media and all that kind of stuff. And so this was really important to us, I think, just this small scale project of giving back in the way that we could. Um, from there, it definitely 
grew a fair bit. So, um, yeah, definitely. It started off small for a few years and kind of rolled along. We had like maybe five or so members of this um, group. We named the Aotea College BYOD group or BYOD support group. But it scaled from there because in um, year 13, Hattie and I took part in the Young Enterprise Scheme where um, students are supported to establish a business, most of which have like a community outcome. And we were like, well, what are, why don't we transition this Aotea College BYOD support group into, you know, a social enterprise model? And so from there, we founded um, Remojo Tech, which um, sought to expand upon what we did within the BYOD scope and almost scale up. And so that coincidentally fell alongside the level first, level four COVID-19 lockdown, when suddenly this huge spotlight was shone on the digital divide and digital inequity in Aotearoa. And so we had known that this was a problem for years, seeing that our students around us didn't have access to technology, but suddenly like media was interested and um, other stakeholders and organizations suddenly realized like, hey, this is a big issue because now we have kids stuck at home who literally can't communicate with anyone or keep up learning at all and we've got no way of supporting them and so that really helped us kind of progress um, what started as the articles BOD group into what it is today rad as we um, you know um, met with I think it was Michael Trengrove the um, ex-chair of Digital Futures to kind of have like this initial discussion about where could we grow Remojo Tech and what kind of pathways could we take it down? And um, yeah, that was really the roots of RAD. And so the, I think the media attention and the spotlight shun on, on, on digital inequity due to COVID-19 is really what helped us to transition this from a small school project into what it is today, the um, Recycled Advice Collective, which wow. um, I'm sure, yeah. Yeah, hey, that is a, a brilliant story. And uh, I was just thinking, I was trying to remember, Vic, you might remember, whether it was a post by yourself or a post by Stuart Wakefield um, about RAD that uh, was where I first picked it up and and um, I think commented on it and uh, which then led to Rebecca reaching out and uh, here we are today. Um, yeah. A few other bits and pieces in between. But, um, yeah, so where does the story go to next? Does it come to you, Rebecca, or is it to go to you, Vic, in terms of that well, next piece of... How about I talk about what was yeah what was going yeah. on in parallel? So yeah. yeah, lockdown lockdown happened um last year and and prior to lockdown, um many, many people in Aotearoa run fabulous projects um and programs focusing on closing the digital divide. So there there are people like me who've been in this space for 10 to 15 years and and even longer. And um and so when lockdown happened, it was like this catalyst that brought I loved I loved the the turn of phrase that you just used on and then of shown a, a real spotlight on the digital divide and government had to wake up and go, wow, this is actually real when when they started to realize that students um, didn't have devices to be able to work remotely um, and do their schoolwork. And so so during that lockdown last year, a number of activities were going on with how do we collaborate better, how do we pull together um, how do we pull together uh, mechanisms where those who are already out there delivering great programs could could coordinate their activity so we could really focus on particular areas? And, um, and someone in my ecosystem had a fabulous idea of why don't we get 
unused devices that people have sitting in their homes. So they were thinking latent devices in their homes and repurpose those and distribute them initially to school children, but also to community groups and others who, who didn't have any means of connecting during that lockdown period. And as a result of, of a couple of really big hui that had um, many people involved, kind of boiled down to a small group who worked together and, um, and, and as Owen's already said, started to look around for different programs that we could jump on board with and amplify. And we discovered Remojo Tech. And um, Michael, who's in the, the GM of Digital Future Aotearoa, went out and contacted them and, and the, the connection began. But the thing that's really unique and special about RAD um, is that we're not a legal entity in itself. We are a, a coalition of organisations. So Digital Future Aotearoa as a charity is the home of RAD and we're funded by currently the Spark Foundation. The other organisations involved are Remojo Tech, as we've discussed, the Southern Initiative, and, um, and we're supported by Telogistics, or as Bex was just telling us, they're now called, I wrote it down, Intella, um, who, who have a role to play, which I'm sure Rebecca will, will describe to us shortly. And so it's it's a unique entity, um, or no longer unique, because DECA that I mentioned before is another entity that is a, a collaboration um, of, of different organisations that sits under a charitable trust. So there's a charitable purpose there. And we've moved, as Rebecca will describe, um, describe on from the original idea of let's get those latent devices from people's homes into getting like devices from others. But the really special thing about this program is not only getting the devices into the hands of the of learners and community groups, it's also um, teaching students around the country more about digital technologies. And so it's a it's, it's a great um, a great initiative. The next challenge that we had after Michael went out and met um, Owen, or, or I should say, it all happened online because we were all in lockdown. Mm -hmm. Actually, met the team. Um, was someone to run it, and um, and I have a fabulous colleague called Bronwyn Scott or Bronnie, who's worked for me for the last ten years, and I call her the delivery arm of all of my charitable initiatives. And so I said to her, "There's this great thing that's coming together, and how do you feel about working on that for a while?" And so Bronnie has been um, leading the RAD program since its inception and is now also running Digital Future Aotearoa. So she, she's the GM of, of that organisation as well. So great, great team that's involved in, um, and we're just doing amazing things. Yeah, it's, um, just going back to that um, coalition and collaboration aspect you mentioned before, Vic, I think that's kind of one of the most crucial and important parts of RAD is working with tons and tons of organizations and how we're not just a single entity, but a collective of different groups coming together because this like digital inequity problem is huge. I mean, the numbers are very up in the air, but people say that um, 100,000 to, I think I saw 300,000 posted somewhere. Um, well, la last yeah, last night on the radio, the Ministry of Education there was a depth sec on the radio. She admitted to forty thousand students. That was the the hardest number I've heard from the Ministry of Education. So I'm going to follow that <laughs> up with them today. The number is huge. We don't know how yeah. big it is. Yeah, and so just in order to even make a dent in that figure, collaboration between a range of organisations is hugely important. I think that's one of my favourite parts of RAD. So. I've just um, I've just chatted uh, Victoria Mahan, who's the um, CEO of Intella, 
Um, if, if I'd known, I would have given her a little tinkle to get it involved as well because another good voice to amplify. But um, it sounds like the collective uh, works really well and it's an, an amazing way to bring um, everybody uh, that needs to be part of the picture um, into the picture. So this is a point where maybe um, if, it's, if it's you, Rebecca, that can explain a little bit more about um, how uh, uh, you and the RAD team work to, um, I guess, well, let's, let's go back a step. Just to do a bit of a summary because we've had lots of information. So Owen and Hardy created um, this as the, the BYOD club at school, essentially, and it grew into what is now Remojo Tech, and you were um, fixing up and recycling devices. And then as um, the digital, sorry, the lockdown happened, um, Vic, you and a few people were looking for programs to support to help solve the problem that lockdown really exacerbated and found found um, Owen and Hardy um, and therefore um, brought this coalition together, which is then um, and added to the idea, I think, of asking people for their old devices so that they had a, you know, a good source of devices. And then the next bit I was going to ask, which I think I'm not sure has been covered, is the where the program changed from a few people doing it like yourself, Owen, to you training other students at other schools to... Uh, do the recycling of devices do we touch on that or is that something to be added i think that's something we're going to get to shortly um okay so is this is this where rebecca comes in yeah okay um so from what you've just described which is a really good summary um we went from a pilot program in 2020 to may this year we became fully funded and started off uh working working to expand what we were doing. Um, the system was obviously working well, so we decided to increase that. Um, that meant that Remojo Tech are now contracted by Recycler Device to go and teach high school students to diagnose and refurbish the devices that we've been given. So the system is once we get a device donation, either from an individual or from a business, uh, that then goes to what used to be Telegistics, now is Entela or Intella, um, to be data secured. And then from there, they get shipped out to schools to be refurbished. We uh, we try to focus on lower decile schools or schools without a, a pre-established DT, digital technology system, so that those, those students get those skills to use on into the future. Um, and then from there, they are given to community groups who distribute them to people in need within the community. Um, so I, I think that answers your question. Remojo Tech are involved. We fly them all over the country to teach the students at the schools. And then once they have done that one day course, those students continue onwards as either an extra extracurricular group or sometimes within school time. Um, and they get to keep a certain percentage of the devices that they refurbish as well. Excellent. So if we look at some stats on this, um, how many different school groups have you trained? How many different um, people does that mean are trained? And how many devices have they, as your trainees, have they now processed? Do we have those sort of numbers off the top of the head? I can tell you how many devices they've processed. Um, yeah. Owen's been at all the trainings, so he can probably tell you how many schools he's been to. Uh, <laughs> I think it might be eight. Is that right, Owen? Eight yeah, I think schools. eight or nine schools this year. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of work. 
Um, yep. And since May this year, we've had over 500 devices through the system, which Ooh. we're pretty proud of. Uh, yeah, <laughs> um, it's definitely scaled up from our pilot program um, and it's just, it's getting bigger and bigger. It's a snowball rolling down the hill and gathering more. So, yeah. Well, I've got something for you. <laughs> Anticipation. This monstrosity. <laughs> All right. I bought oh, this. I, see. I, wanted, I wanted a laptop and I wanted it to be have a big screen because I used to be an art director and I still did um, yeah, a bit of a side hustle of doing design work. And this is back, this is back before this is so this might be a bit old. Um, that's my concern. And this is a good question for everyone. How old can the devices be? Because this is at least eight or nine years old. That'll just meet the criteria then, Ryan. Well, it's sort of perfect. Wondered, can, so, they turned, can they be turned into Chromebooks or something if they don't have enough grunt yeah, to run other systems? That's the one. Go, go, Owen. You go. Okay. I can give a little elaboration on the process, but um, within RAD, we accept devices up to 10 years old. And so you're thinking, you know, towards eight or nine years old, they're getting pretty slow, just like um, that shape you held up just before. And I think we've actually had a lot of those um, mm. within recycle the device it looked very familiar the device nevertheless um, a slow device can always be sped up to some degree and so within um, recycle the device within our processes if we're putting windows the operating system on a laptop we look to optimize that using special software that we teach the students to use to make it faster and more streamlined and if even that's not sufficient to make a device usable as you mentioned earlier it could be converted into a chromebook using software and so any device up to 10 years old can almost be made into this lightweight efficient machine which is really good for learning because chromebooks are obviously quite standard in a lot of um BYOD schools across the country yeah, yeah. and I, um, I used to work as a google sales specialist and um put the first major shipment of chromebooks into new zealand education so there's my little bit of history to go with vic's um dunedin history <laughs> and uh so therefore i know that there's there's very little grunt to them because they're mainly designed for surfing the internet and doing everything on the internet. Yep. Hence, you don't need all that um, onboard grunt that you might for running um, heavy software. Um, so that's cool. That's good to hear. So that means that it widens the net to um, people digging a lot of old laptops out of their cupboards exactly, um, yeah. and other devices, uh, which means that we can get them. So when you talked about Intella, um, the you talked about something secure, it's being secured or something. Does that mean that that's where they get, um, say, data clean? So all my old data will get wiped yeah. and then teller so that, um, A, anything that's on there, from my perspective, is safely and securely removed. But also for the recipient, there's not that there's anything funny on that computer, but um, who knows what there might be on some other computer. So it makes sure it's really clean and a kid doesn't get or anybody doesn't get something with um, uh, some wacky history. Yeah, we really want peace of mind for our donors that they know that we're taking all the you know best practice and we've had everyone from banks to city councils to people with really big data security needs um, donate and be really happy with telelogistics or Intelar's process um, and so we're pretty happy with the way it's going it does actually bring me um, when you were saying about laptops it reminds me that a lot of people ask us about desktops and mobiles. At the moment, we only take uh, laptops and tablets. And the reason for that is because we want something that students can take to and from school quite easily. 
um, so they can work at home on their education as well as at school. And so that's why laptops are out. That, that, yeah, that said, we, um, you know, it's a big collaboration. Oh, we work we work with other organisations who do take phones and desktops. So if you want to donate things, we can also connect you up with people who will repurpose those devices. Oh, that's awesome. Because I sort of think, um, you know, thinking of the people at home or the families at home that haven't got anything um while the kid may not be able to take the device to school they can at least you know the family can do things from internet banking to ordering uh, food online if it's if they happen to be in a lockdown zone or whatever the case might be but to have that first device and accessibility in the home um you know in any form would probably be quite helpful even if it's a an even clunkier looking old um, desktop i haven't got one of those old towers but um, having grown up around um, tech, the first computer, um, Rebecca and um, Owen, you, you might not know what a 386 upgradable is, but um, that was the first computer that uh, we ever had. Um, I think I was eight years old, maybe nine. Oh, sorry, that was the second computer. first one was the Commodore 64, but it doesn't really I was going to say, my first was a Commodore 64 as well. Yeah. So there you but go. it doesn't quite count like, that, like those ones. But um, yeah, so uh, very cool. So... Hey, look, we're just coming up on five minutes, and what we want to do is also um, get a bit of coverage around um, how this is funded. Now, Vic, you mentioned, and yep. I know, but for all the sports fans out there, uh, Spark Foundation does a wonderful job of supporting um, uh, RAD. And, yeah, I'll leave you to fill in the detail and tell us about what's happening and, and what the future holds and what you need. Yes, so um, we have to really thank Spark Foundation for coming on board and supporting this program to date. Uh, they they have um, funded the pilot and funded our um, funded us for this period of time this year. If you're wondering what we need funding for, it is for paying for secure wiping of devices for parts. So one of the reasons why we narrowed the focus on laptops is for parts, so that we don't have to carry such a diverse range of parts. Um, for for flying the fabulous trainers around the country, for COHA, for digital technology teachers who are supporting this program, uh, for paying the staff that um, that work for RAD. So there are costs associated with this. So we would love to find some other um, corporate or philanthropic supporters who can fund RAD. Um, moving forward to, to be alongside Spark to help us scale. The second thing um, that, that we'd also really love is any large organisation who does fleet management replacement of their laptops, think about diverse, diverting those into, in, in RAD's direction rather than selling them offshore, which has been one of the, or selling them to a company that sends them offshore, which has been one of the pathways that companies have used when they've replaced their laptop fleet. Um, we know that there's challenges with supply chain coming into the country right now. So we'll take anyone's laptops, um, MacBooks, Intel, whatever you've got. Um, and and honestly, in my office, um, so, so Bronnie Ho mentioned before is based in Otatahi, but she has a desk here in Wellington in the office. Her office is just piled high with laptops right now. People come in and just drop them off. It's great. We... Um, where people turn up in their lunch hours and and turn up turn up with laptops. We've had a few of our staff here at Optimal BI have put things on their local Facebook groups and and have had people in their suburbs donate laptops because lots of people have got them waiting for an e-waste day or some other event so they can dispose of them sitting in their garages or on shelves and the cupboards. 
Um, so because of the supply chain and the issues with getting large fleets in for companies to, to be refurbishing at the moment, we're, we're taking them from individuals as, as much as we're taking them from corporates. Awesome. Well, that's, uh, that would be amazing. Imagine, you know, a, a large organisation with a fleet. So um, I'll, I'll, I won't mention who, but um, I'll share this to a um, range of the CIOs and CTOs of the larger organisations, which probably have already heard it from yourself, Vic, but uh, they can hear it from me as well. And Thank we'll you. Requests and see if uh, it can work for any of them. Now, the, you know, the realities are that they probably, with the size of them, they might actually make some money back that is reasonable um, for their budget to, to sell them. Um, so, yeah, maybe some por even a portion um, that they yeah. can donate versus they're considering about all of them. But if they could do all of them, hey, that would be magic. And, um, Owen, you'd be um, pretty uh, pretty busy with hundreds and hundreds and of people. My work cut out for me, yeah. <laughs> but the magic is um, that it get it into people's hands. So... I think you mentioned this, someone mentioned it, um, but there's also training for the people. So once once you refurbish the device, there's training for the people. So imagine they've never had a device or they only use their friend's device or something. They may not be quite um, au fait with all the different things they need to do and can do. So you give them a bit of training uh, so that they can walk off and be a user from that point onwards. Is that right? Yeah, so we work yeah. with the community groups that we, we give the devices to the community groups to give on to their community members. At the same time, we make sure that those community groups follow up with those people they're working with to see if they need a connection to the internet, in which case we'll get them involved with Skinny Jump, um, or the skills to use the device, because as you say, a lot of people might not have those, in which case we'll get them trained in that as well. So we have an ongoing relationship with those device recipients uh, because we work with pre-established pre community groups that will have contact them, with them for a long time, which also means that if the device stops working for any reason, they can bring it back and we'll replace it with a new one. Awesome. Well, hey, team, um, we've got everything covered. It's 10.30, so it's time to wrap up. Um, and I just want to say a huge thanks to all of you for the amazing uh, work and effort um, to everyone in the collective. And, uh, of course, we'll get the the um, file to you so you can reuse it if you want mm -hmm. to and all of the links. But our, our, um, in a sentence, what's your request to everybody out there if we go around the room? If you want to ask people, give us your devices. What's your <laughs> request? I mean, you just took it out of my mouth to give us your devices. <laughs> yeah, anyone can contact me anytime about uh, device donations or funding. Cool. Vic? Yeah, um, amplify exactly that. Um, well, I, I mentioned the number that Ministry of Education admitted to used to around 40,000 students. We know that, that the number is larger than that. It's a piece of work that, that DECA, my other initiative, is currently going through. How do we quantify the realities of the need um, for devices? So anything anyone can do to donate devices right now, um, this lockdown, this ongoing lockdown in Tamaki Makura is just, uh, it's heartbreaking how many um, families and how many students don't have devices up there. Absolutely. And we'll leave the uh, last word to you, Owen, as the um, originator, creator of what, why we were actually here. So last words. Okay, lots of pressure. Well, um, yeah, all I can say is devices are really what makes the difference. Um, my favourite part of RAD is to be able to work with students in schools and give them the tech skills, which I wasn't really covered 
um, during the session, but that can unlock a huge range of careers for these students and just pathways that they wouldn't otherwise have access to. And so the more devices that RAD gets is what enables us to train more schools, teach more students and, you know, increase the um, breadth of that aspect of RAD. So I'm just going to um, say, let's come, let's actually touch on that. Um, I'm just going to send a quick message to my 1030. <laughs> organization we have at 1030. Um, but don't worry, they're a large ministry. So I'll be talking to them about what their recycling plan is. I, uh, we are running five late apologies. So send that. Um, because I did, that was one of the most, uh, important things to me is um, not only not only do you give people access with devices but you give people training and that sets them up for a tech career so we, while while digital divide is one major problem another major problem is um, you know a, a skill shortage and the benefit to the person is that they can this can start a wonderful career like you could be starting on you know person starting in tech could be starting on around 65 70k which is vastly different to if they were you know, working, say, in construction or working um, in hospitality. Um, some of the areas also affected by lockdown. So it's a job you can do in lockdown, and it's a job that is uh, you know, in the high-earning category, and it will go up and up and up. So I think this is, a, this is something we really need to um, uh, share because you know, imagine if there's a parent out there on LinkedIn or a student on Facebook watching this going, huh, so I could learn how to fix a device and that could lead to me getting a $70,000 starting role or, or, or something, maybe 50,000, whatever the, the, you know, depending on what, where you are in the country, what company it is you work for, but um, that should be making them think, wow, there's a future in this. All I got to do is learn, learn how to recycle device, recycle devices. And that's going to be the sort of, you know, opening the door to learning more about tech and um, getting on their way. So, you know, this is, this comes back to the how many how many people do you think you would have trained, Owen? Um, that's really hard to say. We've worked in eight schools so far, each um, session with an average of maybe twenty students. And so, what's the maths there? That's uh, around one hundred and sixty <laughs> students have worked with. Quick yeah, so, give or take. So here's, here's, here's the business um, model for you, Vic. Is now start a recruitment part of RAD and those <laughs> yeah. students internships um with the companies that supply the devices so Love if there's it. a big company that supplies Love a device it. then they take an intern and and pay you for the intern as well right so yeah. um maybe there's a partnership with summer of tech on that one i don't know but um i think with that we'll let everyone uh, wrap up and head off to their day and take all those positive messages uh be it the uh, recycling of devices uh, to enable people on the wrong side of the digital device to have a, a device to the students that get trained um, have a potential um, door opening into tech and the, this picture can only get bigger and better with all the uh, yeah. effort by everybody involved um, from Owen, Rebecca, Vic, people that aren't on screen and Tala with, with the other Victoria, um, Spark Foundation of course and all the team there. Is Kate McDonald I think off the top of my head? Is that the right name? Kate, Spark Kate Thomas. Kate, Kate Thomas, Thomas. Yeah. got Kate right. Um, so <laughs> with that, thank you, very, thank you very much, everybody. Have a great day and start digging into the cupboards uh, and looking for your old devices. I've got one at least, so um, I'll get that shipped down to you guys, and uh, hopefully, well, I can actually get it shipped uh, direct to. Well, we'll get it sorted out. But get those devices out of the cupboards, people, and thank you so much for everything you do. It's a wonderful program.
Thanks for highlighting us. Kia ora, Ray. Great. Yep, cool. All right. We'll say kaki tiano to everyone out there. Thank, Thank you. you.